Welcome to the Splinters Podcast from the team on the bench. Community Radio's leading no-holds-barred Friday night sports show. Available online and replayed on Triple H 100.1 FM. Now, here's your host, the Raging Bull, Anthony Caruso. Good evening and welcome to Splinters, the best podcast on Triple H 100.1 FM, streaming on the web at www.triplehfm.com.au and available for download at podcast.com, Apple Store, YouTube Music, Spotify, TuneIn and all good podcast sites. Anthony the Bull Caruso and we continue our winter season preview with the sport day, well, predominantly play south of the border and no, I'm not finishing that song. We are talking AFL with the season starting in a month's time. Now is the perfect opportunity to get everything ready for the biggest game in Melbourne, hopefully by the time the lockdowns are done. As some may know, I'm far from being an expert when it comes to AFL, so I'm going to need some help to do this. Someone who knows a little bit about it is joining us here. He's normally our chief football correspondent. We are going to throw now AFL into that as well. The spicy chorizo himself, Dom Rizzuto, good evening to you. Good evening, Caruso. Good evening, listeners. Uh, I really want to emphasise the little. Uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, when it comes to my knowledge of, of AFL, I, I, I've been a, you know, I keep up to date to, you know, to, uh, as, as we all do as big sporting fans and make sure that uh, uh, the sport that's played uh, across this country, um, as well, in New South Wales as well as in uh, uh, Victoria, WA, South Australia and Queensland, uh, of all the comings and goings of the season. I'm for one looking forward to this season. Um, you know, I think last season was, uh, a particularly tough one for the, for the, for the AFL considering, uh, uh, the pandemic and all that sort of jazz that happened over 2020. But, uh, I think this season with the potential, uh, return of fans, um, especially down in Victoria is going to make it all that more exciting. We know that there may be challenges when it comes to Western Australia because as we all know the song, um, if you've got a case of corona, shut the border. So, um, That's a dreadful yeah. song. It doesn't rhyme at all. Yeah, well, that's what Mark McGowan keeps singing all the time, but we'll leave that for another day. Uh, now, to get us through this, we actually need an expert, don't we, Dom? That is correct. We, we, we do need one. Yes, indeed. So, look, we figure we'd bring in someone who actually knows what they're talking about, and more than just know what they're talking about, actually plays the game at a decent enough level. He's a favourite of ours on Triple H Sports. He's joining us from once again from the Manly Wolves. Please welcome back Levi Brain. Good evening to you. Good evening, Bull and Dom. It's, uh, it's very exciting to be back here. Another year of uh, AFL ahead. As uh, Dom said, it was a bit weird last year, but hopefully it's uh, back to the jam-packed crowds and Exciting games ahead. And, you know, it, it, it's going to be challenging in some aspects, obviously, with the, with the challenges around COVID happening, but we are seeing a line, a light at the end of the tunnel. Yes, that's right. Yes, I've, I think they're planning it, planning for the best and, uh, you're hoping for the best, but, um, yeah, there's a lot of it's hunting for everything at the moment. 18 teams, Dom, lining up once again for this year's AFL season across 23 rounds and plenty of catching up to do, given what all the clubs have had to go through. Now, we're going to go through some of those big transfers and pickups from the draft, see who's positioned to take the flag this season, and, Dom, some of the transfers that have happened this year could change the entire landscape of the ladder compared to last year. Yeah, it's, it's, I really like how the AFL operates it with its trade window and with its uh, with its player exchanges. It's so much more tidy. 
than it is in the in the NRL, um, which is just an absolute. I'm going to say it's circus. Um, there's a nice system of G, uh, G way G rated way I can put it. Um, I really like the way it operates. There's almost so there's always so much activity. Um, obviously, you have the the teams down the bottom playing for draft picks, eventually almost tanking uh, for for various different uh, um, positions in, in that draft ladder. Plenty of changes happening across the board all the time, and there's a bit of off season drama this well uh, this time as well with the with a few of the AFL players getting into hot water, and then you obviously had the Collingwood situation this year with um, Eddie Maguire stepping down um, after the Harita Lumumba um, controversy with the with the nickname. Uh, so uh, this season is it's it's having its own kind of like build up, its own kind of Hollywood build up. So I, I I'm looking forward to it for just starting and kicking off with the just the player uh, movements is going to be going to be kind of tantalising enough. Uh, in particular as well, I love uh, predicting where we're going to finish <laughs> and then reviewing it halfway through the season like we've done in, with previous competitions. Absolutely, well. Ladies and gentlemen, we're in position for the bounce. It's time to get going. This is Splinters. We're going to kick things off with the first team in alphabetical order. And funnily enough, Dom, the team that came last last year, the Adelaide Crows, coached by Matthew Nix. And I've got to say, last year, an absolute horror showing for the Crows. Yeah, look, it wasn't a great season for the poor old Crows. Somewhat cursed ever since that grand final appearance all those years ago, about four or five years ago now, uh, when they when they when they got beat by the Tigers in that grand final. A uh, few changes to going in and out of the squad. Uh, players out. They lose Rory Atkins to the Gold Coast Suns on a free. Brad Crouch uh, goes to St Kilda on a free. Carl Hardigan is off to Hawthorne and. Um, as, and then in return, they get uh, Hawthorne's 21st, uh, so excuse me, their fourth round pick this season. And Bryce Gibbs, obviously a club and an AFL uh, veteran, has announced his retirement. Um, and in the end, again, they've brought in, they're, they're, they're eyeing up the future here, the Crows. You know, they bring in Mitchell Hinge, uh, you know, for Lions of Free Agent. They bring in Riley Philorp and they give away a first round pick to the, um, the West, uh, West Adelaide. Um, Luke no, Hadlow no, goes that's, over. That's, that's actually picked that's up. That's West Coast. Sorry, they picked no, up. Sorry, they picked up on the draft. Uh, Riley Sinthorpe, uh, Luke Pedler, um comes in, and Braden Cook, all sort of first round draft picks uh, from the, the junior competitions and the and the second grade competitions. Levi, this is a, a transitional year, very much for the Adelaide Crows. They they really haven't handled this transition phase well. Is this the year that they're going to get themselves back up, or are they going to go through another horror showing this year? Uh, I, I, I believe that not much is going to change down there. From what I'm hearing, as you can see, a lot of senior players are shipping out because it's not a happy place to be around. Um, I know that this all stems back to, as Dom said, the 2017 Grand Final. I'm not quite sure if you guys are aware, but they had a, a pre-season camp that was quite invasive and it's been been very hush-hush as to what's gone on there but I think you'll find that maybe 18 of the 22 players have all moved on from that grand final side and they're all and they're paying dividends for that now so it's just it's just all starting again looks like they've drafted just a lot of local talent but uh, I can't see much improvement out of Adelaide other than a few promising wins 
and this is going to be a major challenge because they, they really did struggle, Dom, for any sort of consistency last year. Yeah, look, and that that word consistency is going to be, I think, the key for their season, um, especially bringing in that amount of youth into the squad. It's going to be really hard to keep it together. And as uh, Levi mentioned, not too many remain from that grand final back in 2017. You know, where's, where's the team chemistry coming from? You know, that's, that's the questions that are going to be asked. Well, I'm tipping them battling it out for the spoon again. Dom? Yeah, look, I'm having, I have them for the spoon this year. I think they might go back to back. Back to back for the spoon. Levi, are you going to be that bold? Yeah, I agree. Back to back for the spoon. Back to back for the spoon. Ouch. Yeah. We go from the bottom of the ladder to near the top. The Brisbane Lions, coached by Chris Fagan, they finished second and made the preliminary finals. Dom, what are the um, what are the transfers this year? Well, look, as I mentioned, they lose uh, Mitchins uh, to the Crows. Um, Alex Witherden is off to the Eagles. Stefan Martin goes to the Bulldogs on a free, and Alan Christensen is retired. Uh, not too many players uh, coming in, but. Uh, the, uh, just uh, Nakia Cockatoo from uh, Geelong. Blake Coleman is a first-round uh, draft uh, from Morningside on the local uh, towns around there. But big, big in, the big free that they've brought across. They've landed Joe Danaher, um, a man who was sought after from the Bombers. Um, there was big rumours that he was going to come to Sydney, partner up with Buddy, but he's gone further north to join what is a really good up-and-coming team. Last couple of seasons runs real close to grand final bursts, and I think that lack of inex- that lack of experience just before those crucial games where they've run into those sides that have been there, done that, like the Tigers uh, previously, haven't quite got there. But with a guy like Danaher in there, they're in a real good position to go for their first flag, I think since 2003 or something like that. It will, it will be yeah. 2003, yeah. yeah. Now, Levi, they became a bit of an excitement machine last year. Charlie Cameron and Lockie Neal in particular. Um, can they go further this year? Yeah, and I think the expectation would be nothing short of a grand final, given that they knocked off Richmond in the first week of finals last year. So it was disappointing, I reckon, they'd be disappointed with the way it finished up in that prelim. So I think with, with Dan and her an injection in there and just another year, as Dom said, for all those young fellas... I would think they're just about ready to have a, have a good go at it. You're calling grand final. Yeah. And Dom is calling the grand final as well. Yeah, I do. And I think they'll finish, uh, if not first or second, as minor premiers for the year. Well, there we go. There we go, ladies and gentlemen. A couple of very big calls early on for this. And that's what we like to see on the splinters. We then go to, well, one of the more lovable teams uh, for everyone in terms of how much they've struggled over the last couple of years. The Carlton Blues, Dom. And um, a relatively quiet trade period for them. Yeah, look, they lose a couple of players to um, retirement, Matthew Cruiser and Kate Simpson. David Teague's done a really good job turning this uh, this club around, uh, especially when he first came in uh, back in 2018, 2019, where um, he was really just a stopgap. And uh, since then, he's, he's turned them into a, a, a relatively competitive side. Um, players in, they bring in Adam Saad, Lockie Fogarty, Luke Parks, and Zach Williams um, to join the ranks. Probably some depth uh, there. Um, I think Adam Sars is a very good pickup, though, um, which uh, I think will, will definitely add to some spice to their side. Um, but yeah, like it's, been, it's a long time since they last won a flag, and it's been a, <laughs> just as long a time uh, since they've been in a finals appearance. The Blues, and I imagine that uh, this year 
they'll be gunning for that final eighth spot, which is always the one that all Australian sports, <laughs> sporting fans and teams uh, uh, are hoping that their side gets. Um, whether they get there or not, I still think they're maybe a year or two away in terms of squad building before they have that kind of conversation. Levi, the, the big improvement for Carlton last year was their defence, uh, but it seems like there's still a lot of issues in front of goal for them. Yeah, they've got a they've got a small small forward line to say the least, but they've got some really really exciting youngsters um, to to that that are just another year year experience would just might benefit. But those ins, Adam Sars and Zach Williams from the Giants, um, I'd I'd expect them to to be disappointed if they didn't make finals this year. Because, you're calling uh, you're calling top eight. Yeah, I'm calling top eight. Dom. Tenth or ninth, I think there'll be that one side that will uh, they'll feel aggrieved on maybe a couple of games and, and fall short to maybe some of the sides that they should beat. We'll give it a red hot crack, but I think they're just not quite there yet. So we, I've got them down as battling for the top eight. We then go to a team that honestly you, you couldn't write a soap opera to describe <laughs> what their see, what their 2021 has been like. It is the Collingwood Magpies, and just like the, um, the departure in the back office, there's been some massive departures at the front. Yeah, huge amount of uh, player movement out of the out of the Magpie, out of the Pies, I should say. Ben Reed, Travis Vuko, Dane Beams, Don, Tom Langdon, all retiring. Um, they lose Adam Forlord to the Western Bulldogs. Jaden Stevenson goes to the Kangaroos. Um, Atu Bossen Vulagi. Also goes to the Ruse. Tom Phillips is off to Hawthorne. Uh, they bring in a bunch of first-round rookies. Oliver Henry, Finlay McRae, Reef McInnes, and Jack uh, Dinavan. I mean, this season for Collingwood could go, will go either one or two ways. They'll either fire up and use the, the drama that has engulfed the club uh, this off-season to have a real hot crack at the flag and, and finals again or it'll go the total other way. I see them coming battling to avoid the spoon and the whole club is just in disarray. You know, they've lost a bunch of players. You meant they've lost their fearless leader in uh, from a corporate point of view in Eddie Maguire who's jumped, who's, who's stood himself down. It, it, it can only go one or two ways for this Collingwood side this year and personally I think there's no coming back from it. I think they're going to fall well below what is expected of the great club. Oh, Levi, Dom's, Dom's put them in the noose at the moment. Are you going to be that vicious? Oh, I, I, I do agree with him a lot. They're very, very volatile. It's, not, it's been a horrific off-season. To, to lose all those players of that quality and then to have another star in Dugowie, have all the charges. He's, he's got this police charges against him as well. So, oh yes, we forgot look, about that. Look, um, I, I can see them maybe being a, quite resilient at the start of the year and having some good wins, but I think as the year progresses, um, I think it'll just be too much, too much to cover. I think Adam Trelaw is just an absolute massive loss, and to lose him to the Bulldogs is, is really, really deflating as well. Um, I, I can see them maybe fin- finishing about eleventh or twelfth. I'm tipping, I'm going to go with Dom here, I'm tipping 16th and Nathan Buckley loses his job. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if something like that happens. I think for years Nathan Buckley has been trying to hang on for his job and now this year he's finally going to have the option to just leave on his own terms. <laughs> and he's like, I, I, now I actually want to leave. 
<laughs> he's had a good run of it, though. He's been there since 2012. Yeah, that's a long time, especially in this yeah. sporting environment where coaches get chopped and changed so yeah. regularly. Let's go to team number five. It is the Essendon Bombers, coached by Ben Rutten, who finished a 13th last year. And just like Collingwood, Dom, geez, they've rung the cleaners through the lineup. Well, that's what I mentioned. They lost uh, Big Joe Danaher, Adam Saad. Uh, they lose Arezio Fantasia to Port Adelaide. Connor McKenna is retired. Tom Bell Chambers is retired. Sean McKernan to St Kilda on a free. Um, they've brought in some players. Peter Wright from the Gold Coast Suns. Jai Caldwell comes from the Giants. Nick Hine comes over from St Kilda. Nick Cox is a first-round draft pick. Archie Perkins, another one. And Zach Reed joins them all uh, along the, the first-round rookie picks from last year. But uh, I tell you what... This team is going to look so unfamiliar this year. I mean, you, you, you mentioned that obviously the biggest loss being Joe Danaher, um, who has been the, the the club's star player for you know the better half of the better part of this decade. But they lose Adam Saad, another big out. Arazio Fantasia, another big loss. You know, those guys are three massive players for this club. Uh, I I'm not too sure. I mean. This is going to be a real transition phase for the Bombers, who have been, I think, for years trying to get a finals appearance and, and finish, you know, and finish it, you know, with a good season ever since the, the, the drug scandal all those years ago. I just don't think this is going to be that year again to give them that kind of sign of life. And Levi, last year, well, t- sorry, I should say 2019, they managed to get into the top eight with the worst, um, points percentage of any team there and they beat out statistically better teams like Hawthorne, Port Adelaide Adelaide and North Melbourne um, they've, they've had a, a history over the last three to four years of achieving positions that statistically speaking they don't deserve Yeah, look, the Bombers are a funny team, they, they seem to and last year probably showed, they seem to thrive on the big crowds and they can beat sort of any Melbourne team on their day, and I think that's probably why they've sort of been there when they probably don't deserve to because of the benefit of the big crowds. But, oh, I don't know. That depends on COVID as well. I'm sure, like, with crowds, they could win games that they probably shouldn't, but I can't see much improvement, um, especially with losing Fantasia's start. Danaher hasn't really been there for a couple of years. He's been injured, but... Still, yeah. Um, it's not ex- it's not an exciting time to be, especially with a new coach. Are we tip? I'm, I, I take it you're both tipping them to miss the eight by how much? I think they're similar position to last year. I think thirteenth, fourteenth. I don't. I mean, I'd be if they got any higher, they'd consider that a fantastic season. Yeah. I'd probably have them at seventeenth. Oh, just, just, just avoiding, just, just avoiding above Adelaide. Yeah. So they're going to be battling it with uh, Collingwood at this stage. We think. No, I've got Adelaide. I think I still think Collingwood will be quite high. They'll be like 11. Right. We're going to go to a team that's probably had the quietest um, trade period of any of the clubs. It is the Fremantle Dockers, coached by Justin Longmuir last year. They finished 12th. Dom, only one change for in and out. Yeah, Jesse Hogan's off to the Giants. Eh, you know, look, a decent club player. Um who will be? Who's an asset at all clubs? But he's, you know, he's not your he's not your match winner. Um, and then they bring in Heath Chapman as a first round rookie. I don't know what to say about the Dockers. I mean, 
you know, they've got Nat Fife, who, you know, is obviously always going to be your match winner in there. But they haven't really ever, you know, they signed him to that big, long deal back in 2016, I think it was. You know, it's coming to the end of that contract and they haven't really done much with it. I'd like to see them have a red-hot crack at finals this year. I don't know if it's going to come. You know, last year they were they were good enough in patches, but not exactly like they're lighting the competition on fire. Levi, this is a team that's managed to cover up having one of the worst attacks in the competition with one having one of the best defences. Uh, similar to the, the challenges that we, we've seen with a couple of the clubs so far. Is there a... Is there a lack of genuine strike power in the competition these days? Or is it that the game has started actually getting slower as of late? Oh, it's that old saying, it's defences win premierships. So I think a lot of the structures are set up about defending and stopping scoring power. So I think it's just harder these days with how much resources they have in terms of strategy and whatnot. It, it's harder to, harder these days. There's not as much one-on-one footy, so it's harder to score. Um, having said that, there's still those big blowout games. But from what I'm hearing about the Dockers, is they their coach Justin Longmuir's got them got them moving quite quite well, and they're sort of a quiet achiever. They've managed to uh, win a lot of games without Nat Fife dominating last year. Um, so I, I'd expect them a slight a slight improvement. I don't think they'll make the eight, but I think they're they're better than what, what a lot of people think. I think they're just sort of slowly going under the radar over there. Your position, Dom? Your position, Dom? Yeah, look, I think I, just missed the eight. To be honest with you, I think the exact same as last year for the for the Dockers. Okay. Uh, around this same 10th, 11th, 12th mark. But I don't see them in finals, no. We then go to uh, back into Victoria. It is the Geelong Cats. And, Dom, it is now officially the end of an era for the Cats. <laughs> yes, it, it, it definitely uh, it came full circle uh, the last couple of years, but yeah, it's now officially um, end of an era for the Cats in one respect. Um, players out, they lose uh, Nakaya Cockatoo to the Lions, as I mentioned. Um, they lose Lockie Fogarty to, to Carlton. But to retirement, they lose Jack Stephen, Harry Taylor, and more importantly, they lose um, club legend Gary Ablett Jr., um, who obviously didn't get his fairy tale last year even though many thought that they might, he might just get it. That being said, they've brought in some real strong uh, experience uh, to help alleviate uh, the absence of, uh, of that um, loss uh, of Gary Ablett. They bring in Jeremy Cameron from the GWS Giants, who we all know kind of um, fell out of favour there um, and, and was, was punted by, coach, uh, by the coach. Um, they bring in Sean Higgins from North Melbourne, and Max Holmes is a first-round draft pick. Levi from Leon Cameron, sorry, is the coach of the GWS Giants. His name escaped me. The Levi, the the, the Cats are, are going to now have to start adjusting to life without um, Gary Ablett for once and for all. In order to try and buttress this team to remain competitive, they've given away quite a few decent um, draft picks from last year. Yeah, I think it's it's a they're going to have another sort of. To bring Cameron in, Sean Higgins, and the one they missed out is Isaac Smith from Hawthorne. He's come across as well, so I think I'd probably take Smith and Higgins over Ablett last year. I know it's Gary Ablett, but I think they're in a better position than they were last year. And if they can, if COVID helps, I mean, they get all those games down to Cadenia Park. I can't see them not finishing in the top two after, before the finals. 
Um, so they, yeah, again, I, th- I think they're in a really good spot to bring Jeremy Cameron in and to get Tom. Higgins and Isaac Smith. Oh, definitely a top four. I was unaware of, the, of, of Higgins coming in. That's a big pickup. Um, yeah, look, Gay Ablett is obviously the, the club legend. The name, you know, in AFL is, uh, is quite historic, but he was, he, he played, actually, to be fair, last season was arguably the best season that he played on, uh, since his return, uh, yeah. from the Suns. Um, he wasn't that much of a use, really. I suppose just a level head, some experience in there. It's good marketing to have him come back, but in some ways, I think with him out of the side, it opens it up for them to be better across the entire team. And as Levi mentioned, there's abs- if they get those games back at, at, at their home turf, there's no reason why they can't be finishing in a 1-2 at, at the very minimum top yeah. four. Let's go – well, let's follow Gary Ablett to where he ended up for part of his season. It is the Gold Coast Suns, coached by Stuart Dew. They finished 14th last year, and Dom, well – They've they've had some retirements and they've had to resort to going through the draft once again. <laughs> well, it worked for them last year a little uh, a little bit in some in some respects. So they've get, been getting better and better. Uh, they bring in Pete. Sorry, they lose Peter Wright to the Bombers. Uh, Hanley, Anthony Miles, and George Hall and Smith all go to retirement. And then they bring in, as you mentioned, some uh, some young guns. Oleg Markov comes from the Tigers. Elijah Hollands comes in as a first-round draft pick, and as well as Jacob Townsend. Levi, Gold Coast just haven't seemed to really click in in terms of mounting a serious challenge, even during the days when they had Ablett playing for them. Uh, are they missing a trick with this with this team, or is it that the market has proven to be much more difficult than they thought to, to crack? If you look at their timeline, it's it's been a bit of a stiff sort of assessment for them. I think, you know, they had they, they really set themselves up and then they were flying one year until Ablett did his shoulder and then from there it's just gone from bad to worse. But I think it is a bad market to crack up there. It doesn't work. We've said it a million times. So, How many times have we said it on this show, Crusoe? It doesn't, doesn't work. work. The Gold Coast do doesn't work. It's never worked. It doesn't <laughs> work. I definitely think the, the, people, the people they got up there, Stuart Jew, and some of the recruits that they've got over, over over the last couple of years have set them up slowly, but I can't see, you know, I, the, the, the scary thing for Gold Coast, like it is for any franchise up there, you can't see like a sort of a distinct plan as to when they'll achieve something. It's they're also just in a, a real band-aid type thing. Exactly, and they're also in a really sticky situation here. And I don't like referring and crossing over to other sporting codes whilst we refer whilst we're talking about another one. But you only have to look at kind of the uh, effort the NRL has put in in trying to keep the Gold Coast Titans alive and this year it looks like they're going to be a real top eight side. It's going to be particularly hard I think for the Suns to match that success yeah. from the NRL's perspective. If they're doing well, fans, you know what Queensland fans are like, the fickle as anything, they'll go where the winning is. That's right. And, and if you've also got the Brisbane Lions who are doing exceptionally well, who's going to care about the Suns? It's good. We're going to go back to that that same old thing we were saying about three or four years ago, the Gold Coast Suns. Who? Who cares? Move on. It's like a buy round. They, they, need yeah. to, they need to ramp up. The AFL needs to step in and ramp up the investment into the Gold Coast Suns because we know how hard it is to crack the market there. Everyone's out surfing or on boats. They're not watching footy like they are in miserable cold Victoria, you know, <laughs> in the heart of Geelong yeah. where there's no, there's no water for, you know, 20, 30 kilometres. That's right. You know, 
it's going to be difficult for the for the Suns to pick up this year in particular. It, this is a big year, I think, for the Gold Coast Suns, bigger than what people think it is. Because they improved a little bit on 2019. They need to do it. They need to improve again if they want to remain relevant. Your tip, Dom? Look, I have them. I think if they can continue the way they're going, they've got rid of some old stuff, old players, which is a bit of a loss. But, you know, they've got some real talent in there. Um, excuse me, his name escapes me. The guy, blonde hair, they brought in. That draft, that one by draft pick, he's very strong. Um, I see them oh, similar no. position to last year, but I, I, I'm going to go with a bit bolder. I think I might hit like the 12th, 12th position, but I still don't think finals is in the question. Yeah, I'm going to say 14th again. I can't, I can't, again. I can't get excited. Let's go to the last team before we go to the break. We enter New South Wales for the first time, and it is the GWS Giants, coached by Leon Cameron. They finished 10th last year, but Dom, Last year was supposed to be the fairy tale season. Oh, sorry, 2019 was supposed to be the fairy tale season, and last year it came crashing down. I need to ask uh, uh, Levi and yourself, Caruso. Is it a, a curse to come to to lose a grand final in the AFL? Is it a curse? You look at the Crows who fell, have fallen drastically. Um, the Western Bulldogs fell after. Well, they won it obviously, but they fell immediately afterwards. Uh, you look at the GWS Giants, they got to their grand final, and then this last year was, I mean, I know they were, they had their troubles off the field with different players and not being able to play, you know, and with COVID and all that sort of stuff comes into effect, but I, I didn't expect them to crash and burn like they did. I think uh, if you look off the last, if you look off the Giants and Adelaide, I guess you could say it is cursed, but I think the Giants, they've sort of, I mean, they've had plenty of opportunities dating back to when the Dogs won that they probably should have won it that year, back in 16. Um, the talk the talk they always say about the Giants is they're just a team of individuals and they all just sort of, they're all, there's so much talent there that they all sort of just, they can't come together as a team when it matters. And that's that's really been, that's that's really been the issue. And I think when things got tough last year in terms of, Injuries and whatnot, it just sort of crumbled, crumbled together, and it's evident now that Jeremy Cameron's moved on, which is a really big bad loss. I mean, I've got Jesse Hogan in there, but I don't believe he's a Jeremy Cameron. So this is a really this is a crossroads season, kind of similar to Collingwood, where it could go either way. It could be very resilient, but it could also be the end of Leon Cameron and. I'm not quite sure what what you do in that market again. I'm talking about the Gold Coast. I'm not sure what you do with Giants when they've had so much opportunity with the amount of talent they've had over the years to get something done. But they got close, but it doesn't really mean anything in the history. You're, I think both of you are tipping that they'll miss the eight. Just a question by how much? I think they're the same spot as last year, 10th. Yeah, I, I think they'll be about 10th as well. I think they've still got enough talent there to to beat anyone on their day down here in Homebush. But I think, yeah, I think as the season progresses, if we have a 23-week season, it'll be hard hard to see them make the eight. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's half-time here on Splinters. We'll be right back with the second half. So make sure you return with us. This is Splinters, the bench podcast on Triple H 100.1 FM, streaming on the web at www.triplehfm.com.au and available for download at podcast.com, Apple Store, YouTube Music, Spotify, TuneIn and all good podcast sites. We'll be right back. (laughs) 
Welcome back to Splinters, the best podcast on Triple H 100.1 FM, streaming on the web at www.triplehfm.com.au and available for download at podcast.com, Apple Store, YouTube Music, Spotify, TuneIn and all good podcast sites. Anthony Caruso, Dom Rizzuto and our special guest Levi Brain from the Manly Wolves previewing the 2021 AFL preview and we're going to go straight into it with team number 10 in alphabetical order, Dom Rizzuto is the Hawthorne Hawks. Yeah, the Hawks, uh, coached by Alistair Clarkson, uh, didn't have a, a great season last year, finishing 15th, and they've got a host of players uh, who are um, leaving the club, uh, uh, mostly to retirement. Um, as we mentioned, Isaac Smith goes across to the Cats, uh, James Frawley is off to the Saints, and then they lose Ben Stratton, Paul Papalo, Connor Glass, Ricky Henderson and Tom Scully, all to retirement. Uh, players in, as I mentioned, Kyle Hardigan comes in from the Crows, Tom Phillips from Collingwood, and they get Denver Granger Barris as a national draft pick from the Swans district, as well as Jack Saunders is a first round draft pick out of Norwood. Is this in the end of an era for another club here, Levi? Because the Hawks dominated the previous decade along with Geelong and Richmond, but they've been on a slide for the last couple of years. This looks like a rejuvenation year for them. Yeah, yeah, I mean. You can never question the prowess of uh, their coach, Alistair Clarkson. I'm sure he's got a plan in place. They've still got a lot of talent there. It could, it, it could be a rebuilding year. I, I can't see them sliding down too far just because of their coach. Um, but I cannot see them making the eight. I know they made the eight. They made the top four a couple of years ago. But I think that was a bit premature. So I think they'll beat some teams at the MCG if they get there. Um, but I can't, I can't see them making the eight. Yeah, I can't see them making the eight. Bit of an, an anomaly side, the Hawks. It's almost like one on, one off um, as to whether or not they're going to have a good season. Perhaps this is the the, the, the on season for them. But I do. Uh, but, but my preference is to say that they'll be relatively uh, similar to last year in terms of their ladder position. Well, let's go to a team that you know had been one of the real whipping boys of the competition, say for a couple of years, where they managed to redeem something of their worth. It was the Melbourne Demons last year, coached by Simon Goodwin and Dom Dar, unlucky to miss out on the finals last year. Yeah, fell just short. It's always the joke that they're the, they're the one team that always shoots themselves in the foot just as they're about to make finals. Um, it, 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 I think, again, it'll be another year for them where they're, they're going to go very close. Uh, and whether or not they make it, I think it'll be a huge, uh, a huge relief for some of their fans, that's for sure. Uh, they lose Braden Pruce to the Giants. Mitch Hannon goes to the the dogs, Harley Benno and Cade Collar Justnich, Justnich, which is my pronunciation there, uh, both to retirement. Um, players they're bringing in though, uh, Jake Bowie and Bailey Lorio, national first round draft picks, but uh, a big pickup from uh, North Melbourne. They bring in Ben Brown, um, a really solid player, um, has had his trouble staying on the field uh, in recent times to injury, but if they can keep him on the field. It'll be a real weapon in terms of helping them crack that top eight. Now, Levi, last uh, last year, they missed out on the finals, and they'll consider themselves very unlucky considering they finished with a positive record in terms of wins and their points percentage. Uh, but this is a, it's a vast improvement on where they were in 2019, where if it weren't for the god-awful Gold Coast, they would have actually missed the... Um, they would have actually picked up the wooden spoon. Yeah, that, and that was after making the prelim in 2018. So it's just, it's just it's a non-off thing. I, I actually think 
Well, last year when it mattered, it, it, they just couldn't get it done. I mean, I, I know the Swans knocked them off in a game that they should have won. And I don't know. I think with Ben Brown, though, it's quite exciting. And again, it's the COVID thing. It's, they got some home games at the MCG. It's definitely working their favour. And I, I, I can see them maybe cracking the eight this year because they've got some really good midfielders in there that I think are really prime. They're hitting their prime right now. So oh, I'd expect better things this year from Melbourne. Uh, do they make the eight? I think they do. They sneak in. I'm in the same mindset. I think they are eighth. They are the eighth team. Ah, there we are. Melbourne Demons making the improvement into the top eight. And then we go up a little bit further north. The club once upon a time known as Hotham, now known as the North Melbourne Kangaroos, coached by David Noble. They finished 17th. And Dom, the Kangaroos have gone all out with their draft picks. Yeah. Yes, they have. Uh, uh, our beloved uh, uh, Shane Evans, his team, are uh, are in for a big year, that's for sure. Uh, they lose Sean Higgins to Geelong and Ben Brown to the Demons, as I've mentioned previously. Uh, but players in. They bring in Aiden Core from the Giants. Jaden Stevenson from Collingwood. Big pick up there. Atu Bossan Vuglagi from the Collingwood. Lockie Young comes from the Dogs. And in their first-round draft picks are Will Phillips, Tom Powell and Patrick Walker. I mean, with such changes across the roster, you'd expect some uh, some improvements, which I which I think will happen. But again, you never know what you're going to get with the ruse. Uh, I just they just there's a side that I find this, maybe it's the administration or the coaching setup. They just don't know how to, to to break into that eight. It's not like they don't have the quality. I just don't think that they know how to get there. Yeah, look, uh, I mean, they had quite a tumultuous season with their coach having to, come, to stand down for mental health issues last year, are you sure? I think that David Nobles, he's linked with Hawthorne. So if it's a Chris Fagan-type model like it is at the Lions and having a look at some of the recruits they've got with, with high draft picks, I, I, I believe that they definitely could finish higher than 17th this year. Um, there's still a lot of talent down there and they're finally sucking up, sucking it up and rebuilding. I know for a year they just... They probably put band-aids on everything, just thinking that they're in a better spot than what they were. But I, I believe they'll probably finish around fifteenth this year. Yeah, I'm in agreement. Let's go back to South Australia. The Port Adelaide Power, last year's minor pre- um, premiers, but Dom under Ken Hinckley, geez, they choked this season hard. Well, I don't know if you can say coming first is a choke. No, but getting knocked out in the preliminary finals. Well, look, it happens. You know, Port Adelaide, I think in some ways, I, uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, Levi, but I thought that them coming first last season was a bit of out of the blue. Um, yeah. you know, like, were, were, hadn't been in finals or even remotely close to a grand final in that regard this, this decade. And then all of a sudden, the best team throughout the regular season. And suddenly we're like, oh, we have to play finals now? You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. this is we have to we have to play these knockout games where you it's win or lose, and there's a totally different kind of pressure. Uh, and yeah. they bowed out. Like, yeah, okay, it's disappointing, but I, I'm not. I wasn't surprised. I really felt like, and this is all credit to them. They had a great season. I mean, they brought in some strong uh, talent as well. Um, they lost Justin Westhoff, Jack Watson, Brat, had Ebert to retirement, but they bring in Arazio Fantasia, Aaliyah Aaliyah from the Swans, they, Lachlan Jones, the first round. Uh, national draft pick. I mean, they've got quality to to definitely become that side that was in, in you know was minor premiers last year. 
and be in that top four. Um, and I actually think they'll go better this year because of that experience in the finals. But yeah, last year was, I think, to say they choked, I think it's a little unfair because really the fact that they came first in the first place was a shock to, I think, quite a few people, including myself. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I think the choke tag's a bit, was a bit stiff, but, um, I think they just really benefited from the COVID model last year. I know that, yeah, they finished first and that's unreal. I do think they'll be up there amongst this again and with Fantasia and Alir coming in for more, to add more depth. I can't see much, much different to last year. I reckon they'll be, they'll, they'll be thereabouts and they'll be all better for the experience they had in that prelim. They had Richmond on the, on the, they had them ready to go in that game. I just think experience shone through and that the class of Dusty and whatnot got the Tigers over, but I think they were definitely the closest team to Richmond last year. Port um, and with a home ground, roaring crowd over there, I can see them definitely in the top four again. So we definitely got them for the top four. Are they up with the Lions being first or second, or are they just top four? I've got them just top four. I think maybe a prelim again. I'm dropping them back down. Actually, I have them out of the four. I have them at like around the fifth, sixth mark. Let's go to the the next teams, the Richmond Tigers, coached by Damian Hardwick. They finished third last year, but. They come into this season, Dom, back-to-back premierships. And again, very quiet on the trade front. Well, why would you? I mean, there's no reason why they can't uh, be uh, back-to-back-to-back premiers this season, these Tigers side. They're just full of class everywhere. Um, Look, yes, they lose Jack Higgins to St Gilda. Oleg Markov goes to the Suns. Alex Rance has retired. But the squad remains pretty much the same. They know they've got, they've just got match winners. They've just got match winners in this team. And that's what you need. You need, it's, it's that, it's that old sort of setup. You've got your four or five match winners and then you've got those foot soldiers who will just do anything to win football games and they just know their job and they do it really, really well. Like the total opposite of the Giants, which Levi mentioned before about being a team of individuals. Um, backed by a, a, you know, one of the most passionate supporter groups in the AFL, um, if not the most. Uh, there's no reason why they can't be minor premiers this year and then winning another premiership. What have they won? Three of the last four premierships that yeah. are on offer? Yeah. Um, there's no reason why they can't have four or five. Oh, I genuinely actually believe, this is my hot tip, I'm saying it now, I think they do the, I think they do the triple. I think they're the first side to do it since Brisbane did it uh, all those years ago. Well, there's the big pick of the um, of the preview. Levi, are you going to be that bold? No, I'm not because I don't want that to happen. <laughs> I, don't, but, uh, I don't want it to happen either, but I can't see an alternative. Look, the only thing I can say is, and, and it's all speculation and whatnot, is uh, this scandal that's come out over over the summer about Damien Hardwick splitting with his wife and he's, he's now seeing one of the staff members in the club and it's created a disharmony within the, the family they call down at Tigerland. Um, I can only see that as a disruption, at, but knowing them, they, they are such a united united group and anyone with Dusty in their team, as we've seen over the last couple of years, um, should not be counted out. But I just think it's so hard to uh, to do it again. I don't think they'll win it this year. I think... I think the hunger may drop away, but that's just that's probably just me being biased. I just don't want them to win it this year. I'm sick of them, but top four for sure. Let's go to to the next team in line, St Kilda, coached by Brett Ratton, finishing sixth and semi finalists. 
last year and Dom, a team that's had a positive trade period, a question, do you think they've traded quality or have they traded depth in this squad? I think depth, obviously. I think they fell a little bit short last year uh, to the fact that, you know, they didn't quite push on into that today grand final. Um, they lose uh, Nick Hine to the Bombers. Nathan Brown retires. But they bring in Brad Crouch from the Adelaide Crows who was somewhat of a shining light on the Crow season last year. Uh, Sean McKernan from the Bombers comes across. James Forley from Hawthorne. Jack Higgins from the, uh, from the Tigers. And Matthew McLeod Allison as a, as a first rounder. Um, I think, yeah, they've definitely brought in depth. Uh, and I think that's always, you know, a positive sign that your club is bringing in depth because you know that they believe in the squad that they have, but they just want to keep them fresh. And they want to keep them on their toes to make sure that they're performing at a 110%. And if they're not, they can find themselves going back and playing in the, in the VFL, um, <laughs> very, very quickly. Levi, another team that stiffened up their defence last year, um, with the pull in depth, have they got, have they got something there that can help them, um, kickstart their attack? Yeah, Brad Crouch is a really big in. Um, and so is Jack Higgins in terms of their attack. Um, just having heaps of depth now is, is exciting. They won a final last year, which I don't think anyone expected. They've got some real firepower throughout all, all lines of on the ground. So I'd expect them to be pushing the top four. I don't, I don't think they'll make the top four, but they smashed Richmond last year in one game I watched, and, and I, th- I think they're really heading in a good direction. So you're tipping top eight for them? Yeah, I think fifth. Uh, yeah, I, I'm going to say top uh, top eight. Um, and I think, yeah, fifth. I don't think they're fourth. I think the four are the Tigers, the Lions, the Cats, and who was the other side who we thought were doing very well? Um, who was named now escapes me. <laughs> I think they're fifth. <laughs> maybe you haven't got to it. Maybe, maybe there's some teams ahead that you... That's uh, true. What, Adelaide? Port Adelaide. No, I've dropped them out. I had them drop them out. out. Yeah. So uh, I will keep going and I'll find it. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Well, the next team up is a team, if you take the form for the last couple of years, it's probably not likely to make the uh, the top eight. It is the Sydney Swans, coached by John Longmire, and they finished 16th last year. They're hoping, Dom, to take advantage of some of the draft picks that they picked up over the last couple of years, but, you know, there is one albatross hanging over their neck big time at the moment. Well, yes, and that albatross is obviously the the fitness of one Buddy Franklin, who you know, <laughs> I mean, we, we love I love watching Buddy. He's such a star, he's so great. You know, the goals that he scores are just he lights up the AFL when he plays. He's he is thus he well, you know well back in 2012 when he was playing the Hawks he was the he was Dustin Martin he was that player you know he, he lit up the AFL. Um, whenever he touched the ball, but he just, for the life of him, just can't stay on the field. Whether that be last year, the Swans trying to rush him back after that slow start and ended only making it worse, I'm not too sure. But look, they, they'd love to get him on the, on the field. I mean, players out, there's not many. They lose earlier, earlier to Port Adelaide. They bring in Tom Hickey from West Coast Eagles and then they got a bunch of first round draft picks, Logan McDonald, Braden Campbell, Errol Golden and Lockie Carruthers. But, man, if they don't have Buddy on the field, they're, they're, they're nowhere near a finals uh, position. If they've got him on the field, they finish 10th, 9th. 
at best. But I don't think he can stay on the field long enough to even to help them get that close. A couple of decent, uh, a very decent uh, first round draft pick, Levi. There for for the Swans. We should mention as well. There's actually three players that have come up through the Sydney AFL competition, which you play in, have now been now gone into the Sydney lineup. We mentioned Braden Campbell and Errol Goulden, but also Mark Sheeter. So two of the players coming from the local club, Pennant Hills, and Errol coming from UNSW Eastern Suburbs. That's right. Pennant Hills are somewhat of an AFL factory. They're just every year some players coming out of there. I know Braden Camp. He's actually in the AIS, and he played in the uh, All Stars game on the MCG a couple of years ago and dominated, kicked five goals. So he is a really exciting machine, along with Errol Goulden. To get two guys through the academy is just so exciting, and I know. Logan McDonald, he kicked actually 20 goals. He's the leading goal here in the Waffle Comp. Waffle, he's for his Waffle senior team at the age of 18 last year. So I don't think they expected to get him. I think North Melbourne were touted to pick him up at number two, but they went for a midfielder and, and uh, Adelaide went for someone else. So they, the Swans will be happy with their draft picks. But yeah, Mark Sheever, another Category B rookie. Um, so it's exciting just to have local talent in the team. I know local manly boy Sam Weeks last year cracked first grade and played six or seven games and so it's just exciting for the for AFL in Sydney which continues to grow. Where do you see the Swans finishing this year? Do they improve or are they going to be languishing? I believe they'll improve. They uh, they had some really good wins last year. If they get back on the SCG and if Buddy can play any games, they're in a chance. I, I think they, they can finish ninth. You think nine, so they're just at the eight. Yeah, I don't see them making the eight. There's Tom? a couple of years off still. Well, I said it before, uh, Buddy on the field for the full 23 games, they're 10th, they're ninth, but, man, he misses five games, which is very plausible considering the last few seasons. Um, yeah, I see them improving, but not drastically. Heading back out to WA, the West Coast Eagles, coached by Adam Simpson and Dom, seventh last year and knocked down the elimination finals. Another team with a relatively quiet trade period, but the West Coast Eagles just know how to find players from the local area. Well, look, they've got a really sickly and untapped market, don't they? Um, it's the number one sport over over there in WA. Um, I know there's, they've got the Dockers to compete with, but... It, um, but realistically, they've had the, the rule of the roost in, in recent times. Um, and I imagine that that'll, that'll be the, the case for, uh, um, this season as well. Um, as I mentioned, they lose Tom Hickey to the Swans. Will Schofield retires. They bring across Zach Langdon from the Giants. Excellent pickup, I personally think. Alex Witherden from the Lions as, uh, comes, comes in and they pick up Saint True as a first rounder. Um, they just, they just, we, they, they're so so good, the Eagles in in Perth. They're so good in Perth. They're so hard to beat. That's why they always find themselves in that finals position because they're just so hard to beat. There, um, as you know, especially if they can keep some of their stars on the field, fully fit like Nick Natnui. Um, they're an, an, always a threat uh, come the postseason. And Levi, the, this team has had a bit of a feel of being the best of the rest candidate. Uh, given their consistency of making the finals and consistently e- behind either a combination of Richmond, Geelong, 
maybe Brisbane plus whoever makes a charge over the last couple of years. Yeah, I, I, look, I, I, I think that's quite accurate. Best of the rest. I mean, as as Dom said, that that over in Perth, they're more or less unstoppable as they were last year. Um, Collingwood rolled them in the final, but it's just hard not to have them in there because of the star power they have. And um, yeah, I, I can definitely see them pushing again. But you can never discredit the Eagles, especially with all the firepower that they have up forward. Prediction for them making the top eight again? Yeah, I have them at sixth. Sixth place, Dom? They don't travel. Yeah, a similar position, but I've got them same again, seventh. So top, genuine top eight for them. And we come now to the last team, the Western Bulldogs. And, well, what do you say about the, the Bulldogs? They snuck into the finals. Uh, oh, no, sorry, they've been on a downward spiral um, for the last few years. You know, where do they end up this year, Dom? Uh, look, I mentioned, um, you know, that they haven't really ever been the side ever since they won that uh, that historic premiership all those years ago. Now, where do they finish up? Uh, I'm running out of positions here. I should have t- I should have taken a bit more uh, care with tracking them all down. I'm just going through it now, just quickly, uh, to see where they're all going. Um, in terms of the ins and outs, they lose Sam Lloyd to retirement. Lockie Young goes to the Roos. Uh, Tom Tory Dixon is retired, so they lose a bit of experience there. Um, they bring in Mitch Hannon from the Demons. Adam Trelaw's a big pickup from Collingwood. Uh, Stefan Martin from the Lions. Jarrah Oogley, Hagen, and Lachlan McNeil are first rounders. I mean, not too sure about this year. Maybe uh, like the last place eighth team, but I've got that being the Demons, so I think they're just going to fall short. Yeah. I think they'll make the eight. I think I've probably got nine in my eight. I'm not sure if I checked that, but I'll, I'll come to that. I'll come to yeah, that yeah. in a moment. So um, I think they'll make the eight. I mean, anyone that picks up Adam Trelaw on top of what how star started their midfield is already, that'll give them the uh, luxury of being able to play Bontempelli up forward a bit more, and that's just that's just crazy. So. I, de- I, d- I definitely think them sort of on a similar level to like West Coast and St Kilda, whereas they can beat teams, but they can definitely lose to teams as well that they should shouldn't shouldn't lose to. So I have them about seventh, sixth or well, seventh. Ladies and gentlemen, we've come to the end of the team. This is what we've compiled for the Splinters prediction for the AFL season. Three of the four teams are locked in for the top four. The Brisbane Lions, the Geelong Cats, and the Richmond Tigers. We have six teams currently listed as top eight, so one of them is going to go into the top four, and one of them misses out completely. Currently, the rest of the top eight contenders are St Kilda, West Coast, Port Adelaide, Melbourne, Carlton, and the Western Bulldog. I'm hinting, Dom and Levi, that of those teams, Port Adelaide sneaks into the top four. I definitely have uh, uh, Port Adelaide uh, at least around that mark. Um, I've got the Saints going into that top four this year, actually, personally. Um, but, again, open to debate. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with the Saints. Um, I can't split the Saints, Port and West Coast for that final spot, but I'll, I, won't set, I won't sit on the fence and I'll stand by Port Adelaide. Okay, so we're calling either St Kilda or Port Adelaide to make the top four. That's going, to make things, that's going to make things very interesting. So obviously, those two teams will then be guaranteed for the top eight. Who misses out of West Coast, Melbourne, Carlton, and the Bulldogs? Carlton. Definitely Carlton. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was 
jumped on my Carlton prediction a bit earlier. I got a bit excited. <laughs> But, you always um, do that when the first team comes up. Yeah. This is the first one you have to discuss. And you're like, oh, well, I've got so many places to fill. There's so many today. They'll have a good year. And then you look I back know. and you go, oh, there's that other 18, 17 teams in the competition yeah. who are probably better. <laughs> yeah, that's well, right. There we are. Yeah, yeah. There we are, ladies and gentlemen. So the top, our splinters pick, the top three will be Brisbane. We're predicting will be Brisbane, Geelong, and Richmond. No particular order. We've then got St Kilda or Port Adelaide finishing in fourth. The other team finishing in fifth. The rest of the top eight, West Coast, Melbourne, and the Western Bulldogs. No joy whatsoever for the two teams from New South Wales. So there we are. It's going to be lean pickings for the Premier State. That is full-time here on Splinters. What a blast. All 18 teams in their trades and transfers for what should be another big season of AFL, one that hopefully can get started despite the current lockdowns. First, I want to thank our special guest tonight from the Manly Wolves, Levi Brain. Best of luck for you this year. We'll probably have you back to preview the Sydney AFL competition. Sorry, Bull. Yep. It's, uh, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me again. I'm always happy to help out for the AFL season. And give you guys a little insight into uh, the mind of an expert in <laughs> AFL. Oh, I love it. AFL. He's talking about you or in your a- dad. In AFL, that is. We're talking about experts. We're talking about you or your dad. Me, mate. Me. You. You got your dad's school, don't you? That's right, mate. That's right. Absolutely. Dom, always a pleasure. Crusoe, until next time, my friend. Absolutely. Hopefully, coming up for the next three weeks will be our New South Wales Rugby League previews. The return, Dom. We hope the return of the Sultan. Let's uh, let's not jinx anything just yet, Drew. Let's so not let's yet. not jinx it just yet. Until then, this has been Splinters, the Bench Podcast on Triple H one hundred point one FM, streaming on the web at www.triplehfm.com.au and available for download at podcast.com, Apple Store, YouTube Music, Spotify, TuneIn, and all good podcast sites. On behalf of Dom Rizzuto and Levi Brain, this has been Anthony Caruso. Run hard or run home. Good night. Mm-hmm.